Thanks for pressing play on the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast, where we teach you how to build your dream job while keeping your day job. I'm the show's executive producer and co-host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Third Shift Entrepreneur with a knack for boxing, social impact, and podcasting. In today's show, Todd shares actionable tips and pointers on how to generate income and launch your business while maintaining your full-time job. This is an episode you don't want to miss. No more excuses. It's time to get to work. Let's go. Hey everybody, this is Todd Connor, and you are listening to the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're talking about how to keep your job, keep your financial life together while starting your next business, pursuing your dream. We think it's possible. In fact, we know it's possible. And that's what we're talking about. And I got my friend and my co-host here, Mike Stedman. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Todd. How's everybody doing out there? Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now, I want you to sort of, you know, I don't know, where do you listen to podcasts, Mike? How do you do podcasting when you listen? Man, I do them like first thing in the morning when I wake up. I listen to podcasts while I brush my teeth. I listen to them while I commute. I just go on walks just to listen to my podcast, to be honest, because Mm -hmm. once the pandemic hit, uh, I realized that I wasn't listening to audio as much. And I realized because my commute was gone. So I have to kind of like force these commutes to kind of get the consumption going. But now Mm -hmm. we're rocking and rolling. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I listen to podcasts. I've started listening to podcasts on morning walks where I get my my little guy, our son, uh, who's like now six months old, I throw him in the stroller and then I go and I've got about an hour and a half of uninterrupted time. And it's like magical because you can just digest this stuff. So if you, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of you, the person that's listening right now, um, I want you to sort of take this opportunity to think about you and your professional aspirations, you know, come into this conversation, take a breath and think about like, what's in this for me? And my hope is that these conversations reveal something unique for you. You know, I, I, we're going to throw out a lot of ideas um, because I think people aren't sufficiently creative when it comes to how do you get this thing off the ground? And there's lots of creative, small, specific strategies that I think can have an outsized impact for you. So if you're listening uh, and you've got an idea that's percolating, that's perfect. Uh, if you don't have an idea yet that's percolating, that's okay too. Uh, but we want this to be valuable to you. So we're excited to talk about some things today that I think can really move people forward in their careers. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. And I think today's episode is going to be really impactful because a lot of people are struggling out there. They want to launch these ventures. And there's this assumption, right, that you have to like quit your job, liquidate your savings, go all in in order to build out this business. But there's a better way to do it and a safer way to do it. And uh, we're going to be talking about that today. Yes, we are. Yeah, there's a better way to do it. There's a safer way to do it. Uh, and it's it's by keeping your day job while you build the thing that you're trying to do. And in some ways, this is such an obvious point, um, but people miss it. You know, it's like, it's funny because I talk to a lot of people, obviously military veterans, but other people too, that are wanting to start a business and they're they're in a job. It's It's less than fulfilling. And what's interesting is that for a lot of these people, like nothing looks wrong from the outside, you know, like the LinkedIn profile is good. Like I'm a regional manager. I've, <laughs> I've got a good sales job. I've, you know, I've been promoted, but internally they feel like they're leaving talent on the table. And I know that feeling. I mean, I have been there, you know, when I got out of the Navy, I felt like, man, I've got a job and it's good, but I think there's more. And a lot of these people that are in this condition, uh, hopefully if you're listening, you know, you, you sort of reconcile that you're like, well, it's either I stay in this 
place where I'm discontent or I maybe convince myself that this is just all there is to it, or I quit and do something radical and start something. And both of those choices, I think, are scary for different reasons, but there's a third way, which is keep what you're doing and then build the thing at night. Do it on the nights and weekends. We talk about this. This is the third shift. You know, your first shift is your day job. Your second shift is your your family and your community and your obligations, your social life. And then the third shift is like, what do you do in the nooks and crannies of your day? Um, and you got to be smart about how you build your day. You know, you got to recapture those minutes that are spent scrolling, recapture those minutes that are spent sort of socializing. If it's not value added, recapture the time, get, get disciplined in your life, um, whatever that means for you. But with that time, there is so much you can be doing. There's so much you can be learning. You can be testing uh, ideas. You can be, you know, putting together what I call controlled experiments to see what people like, see what resonates. And the only time that you should quit your job is when you've got markets, customers, people, external validation saying, hey, this works and we're willing to pay for it and we need you to give us more of it. Then you know that you've got something that you can you can kind of, you know, quit and pursue full time. But I don't think you have to do it until then. I'll tell you, man, I was thinking about this, right? I'm like, I should have, I'm, in my own story, right? Like I'm kind of like, I quit my job, right? Like I jumped out the airplane and built the parachute on the way down. But as I look back, it's like, Hey man, I launched that gym like three years, you know, ahead of time too. So it wasn't like I was just jumping out into nothing. I mean, I, I did kind of build a little bit of foundation where I made the mistake though, is I didn't have any for-profit clients yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did have a foundation. I had a brand, I had a website, but I can imagine like if I just jumped and I hadn't started anything and I hadn't built anything up, that'd have been a terrible idea. Yeah. So let's make this real with like three examples. Okay. Let's come up with, uh, and these are actually based on people I know. So a woman that works uh, for a company, corporate insurance company, and wants to get into the nonprofit sector. She feels unfulfilled and wants to do more meaningful work in her words. Uh, another uh, person, uh, a guy who works for a landscape architect company and actually wants to open up his own nursery, right? Where he can actually sell, grow plants and sell plants. And then a third person who uh, works in uh, a marketing role, but wants to start his own agency. Okay. So these are three people, all three of whom sort of start the conversation with like, do I stay in this job that I'm at, which pays me okay, it looks good on paper, but I'm just not that fulfilled. I've probably been here longer than I, need, I needed to be, which is also a theme for a lot of people, uh, especially attorneys I talk to. A lot of you know attorneys are like, I've been an attorney for a long time. I don't know how to rethink, rebrand myself. Or do I just, you know, do I quit this thing and go do something radical, right? So always the conversation that I'm having with folks is, but what? let's talk about a third way, right? Or third or fourth way. So for the woman that wants to do nonprofit work, um, you know, I said, look, start from where you're at. What would it look like to go and work with youth from where you're at today? What company initiatives exist or can you go create to go and serve young people in the community? Uh, what are you doing in your nights and weekends? Are you on the board of any nonprofits that are serving youth? Are you active in one-on-one -on -one mentorship of young people? You know, there's all of these things that she actually hadn't really pursued because she felt like, I don't have the freedom to start pursuing those things until I've come clear on my decision to quit. You know, and that's the kind of mental block that we put ourselves in. And so for her, it was a series of doing many of these things, joining a board, getting your company activated, 
mentoring one-on-one some young people. And then through that, kind of coming up with a much more clear point of view about what's interesting to her and where she can actually go and assert herself. And so she also started with a premise that she wanted to maybe start a nonprofit. And I think she learned that there were actually opportunities from within existing nonprofits that she didn't need to start something. She could actually just facilitate a career change. And she's on her way towards that. This guy that wants to start a nursery, you know, a nursery is in theory, a a capital intense business, right? You got to grow plants, you got to own land, you got to like then sell plants. And there's a market to do that, but he's an expert at landscape architecture. So he can actually go and consult clients. So the conversation with him is, you know, how do you, you're you're building this expertise in this network because this is what you do currently. You just do it for another firm. What would it look like for you to go out there and get one or two clients on the side? You know, and first of all, like, let's make sure there's non-competes. But, you know, how do you, how could you go out there and get one or two clients on the side who are small enough that your current employer is not, not really going to care. And it turns out his his current employer doesn't really care because they're busy and they have more than they can do anyway. So rather than him sort of quitting and making this big announcement, hey, I'm starting something, it was a small movement to say, hey, I'm helping out with a couple projects on the side, build a portfolio, right, where you've got, you can go out and say, look, I did these three landscape projects. Now you've got a portfolio and you can say, hey, I've been doing this. And then you can sort of ladder that up. By the way, you can charge those people, make some money. So now you've just created a secondary income stream for yourself. It's not even about quitting your job. You've got your job and now you've created a secondary income stream. Income <laughs> income stream. And then at some point you can say, hey, there's enough coming in from these secondary income streams that I can actually just jump into that thing and make it full time. Now that's not building a nursery, right? But that puts you on your own two feet working in an industry where now you've got some ability to make buying decisions about plants. So you start to, you know, again, think small. What would it look like for me to grow and source a couple of unique plants that I give to my clients or a couple of unique plants that because I'm a landscape architect and I order this stuff all the time, I know is really hard to find, right? So like source a couple specific plants, a couple specific landscape companies, and then like you grow the portfolio from there. You know, Amazon started by just selling books, right? So this like real discipline focus is a way to get started. And then just the third example, because I want people to kind of see how this looks in, in reality is someone that works for a marketing company and they want to start their own agency, right? So, so one idea is like you quit and you make a big announcement, you, you know, invest in all your branding, you come up with your own website, you come up with you know, all this stuff that's about you, the company, or you just go out there and you find a couple people where you think you can add value to their marketing and you go and do it. Either you do it for free or you ask them to pay you a little bit, but you go and you're like, let's say that you want to, you know, start a marketing agency that helps people with their Instagram accounts. Well, go and find a few people that you think, you know, aren't doing it as well as they could and do it better for them. And then show the results before and after. Hey, I, I helped some people do this and look at their Instagram before and look at it after. And like, if you want me to do it for you, I can do it for you. You know, so it's just starting in these small things. Do all that while you have your job. And then at some point, you listen to the pull. You know, the market begins to pull you towards what it is that you want to be doing next. But I, I just want to change the conversation about quitting because if we think that we have to quit our job in order to start something, we're not going to see enough regular people, talented people, you know, uh, you know, underrepresented people, you know, starting businesses. And that's who we need out there doing this stuff. So Todd, how do you balance the mental aspect though? 
So like I know certain entrepreneurs, they kind of need their feet to the fire. You know, they need the pressure on them. And I'm guilty of that. I'm one of those guys. You know, you back me into a corner and I, I, I have to dig my way or fight my way out of it. And so there are people out there that are saying, yeah, I hear you, but I'm, I got to quit, man. I can't do this anymore. I just can't do it. I, I need know. that pressure. <laughs> what do you say to I them? I love this because it, that is where so many people are at. And here's what I would say is like be an adult to yourself. And, and here's what I mean by that. And this sounds kind of condescending, but when we're adults, no one tells us what to do, you know? And so we can construct a narrative for ourselves about why we're wronged or why we can or whatever. But part of being the adult for ourselves is keeping ourselves intellectually honest. And if you want to quit a job because you hate a job, like that's, that's a decision that you can make, you know, of course. Um, but don't confuse that with progress towards starting. They have nothing to do with each other. Progress towards starting is not the same as quitting. And I think if you if the only way in which you can get motivated to take action is is by the abject fear of being unemployed, you know, my argument is that's a that's a weak place to start a business. You know, starting a business actually requires it's not an act in bravado. And I think this is what people also misunderstand. It's like that sort of like pump yourself up, like get up early, like you know, do your like whatever, like whatever your motivational routine is like, that's good for like the first two days. And then it's about sustainability, right? <laughs> Which is like, you, you build in a routine, like it's sustainable. Um, and it's like, it's not about all nighters. It's about like two hours every single night for a month, you know? And I think if, if I think that's the mentality that if you want to be successful, you've got to really lean in. And, and I would say, like, if you hate your job, then like put all your energy because because I think the the antidote to hating your current circumstance is take action. But there and there's so many actions available, but it doesn't have to be quitting. As soon as you are in a job that feels unfulfilled, unfulfilling for you, if you take action and you start saying, "Look, I'm going to use my nights and weekends. I'm going to use my time at lunch. I'm going to I'm going to post things on LinkedIn. Like, look, maybe you work in manufacturing. You want to become a journalist." I'm going to post a long form article once a week on LinkedIn. Like, boom, now you're a journalist. You know, maybe you're not getting paid yet. Maybe the business model's not figured out, but like you're taking action and you're going to begin to see results. And then you know that you're on a path, right? And just doing that, I think, will change the relationship that you have to your current unfulfilling work. Um, because it at least tell you're at least able to tell yourself that you're taking, that you're on a path, you know, you're getting there. And once there's money coming in, then you quit, you know, like, and that's like the smart way to do it. So, you know, it's, it's de-risking it. Um, but I get the anxiety, but the question is where are you going to put that anxiety, you know, and put it towards taking action today. So I've actually done some reading on this too, Todd. Uh, everybody says they, they're seeking happiness. They're seeking fulfillment. What they, what they're really seeking though, was more of the excitement piece, that excitement, that feeling like I'm, I'm moving forward on something, like I'm energized. I wake up. I, I'm anxious. I want to get this thing done. And what you're talking about as far as like keeping your job, you're able to accomplish that. But one thing people got to be honest with themselves about, too, is how are they optimizing their time? You know, are they wasting it on social media? Are they staring at LinkedIn all day? Like, what are they doing? Because there's all these little nuggets that they have available throughout the day, these windows. Mm -hmm. But people just yeah, aren't taking advantage of it. What's hard about being an entrepreneur is not is not doing the to-do list. I mean, if you're a hardworking person, you can get up and do the to-do list. And when you work in a job, you know, a lot of that is defined for you. If you're in the military, it's defined for you. Like, here's your job. The hard part about being an entrepreneur is, is making the to-do list. 
you know, anybody can do a to-do list, but making a to-do list is the harder part. And being smart about what you put on the to-do list is is really critical. Um, and for starting things, you know, you're not going to get the external signals of validation. You know, um, I mean, sometimes it's not that it's lonely, but it's not that you're you're. It's not that it's um, you know, yeah, it's lonely. I, you know, sometimes, uh, but you've got friends. You can put people around you that can encourage you. But it's about uh, taking actions that you know are helpful for you, but other people may not understand that they're helpful for you, right? And that's the discipline of being an entrepreneur is that you've got a point of view about where you want to go. I think a lot of people, you know, are avoiding that question or don't know how to answer it, which is where am I actually trying to go? Because it's easy and I'm going to argue lazy to say like, I'm in a job and I don't like it. So I just, the answer is I got to quit. That's like being in a marriage and being unhappy, you know, and and you just quit the marriage, but you never stop to ask like, well, what was my contribution to this? And what is it that I'm seeking? And how am I going to, you know, sort of go after it the next time? I think when we're in a relationship with a person, with a job, you know, it gets the volume of that thing gets real loud. And it's easy to just, you know, when it gets hot, when it gets hard, just kind of pull the ripcord. I think the harder thing is figure out like, what's the destination I'm seeking? And how do I begin to take small steps towards that destination? Um, but again, back to being the adult, like, I think that's the, that's the conversation that we have to have with integrity with ourselves. Otherwise we're just going to make like, what's ultimately an unstrategic decision, which is like, I was like, I was pissed. I don't like that job. I quit that job, you know, like, great. And then, you know, and you know, wherever you go, there you are. Right. So you're like, you know, it's the Monday after you've quit the job. Now what? And I think that's the question, you know, that we should, you know, ask ourselves, um, not because we shouldn't quit a job, but because we should have a plan, you know, like if it's Monday after, well, what is it that you think you need to do on Monday when you don't have that job that you couldn't do today while you have that job? And the reality is, uh, most, you know, most people haven't even thought of that list or they, or they make that list and they realize actually a lot of these things I would be doing, I can just actually start doing today. And then, you know, you start taking action call, I call it like the parallel path. It's not stop and then start. It's, doing multiple things at once. And uh, when you start doing that, a lot of this frustration that we feel actually just begins to go away. And that's, that's kind of the most amazing part of this thing. And we have to be honest too, right? Like no, people don't talk about this enough, but a business plan, a business idea, a venture is really just a hypothesis, right? You got to go out there and you got to test it and you got to get validation. You got to make sure whatever product or service you're putting in the marketplace, people actually want and I'm not talking about like, oh, yeah, I would definitely buy that. But like a physical exchange of like money, you know, and proving it works. And so by keeping your job, you know, our audience, they can test their idea. They can get validation and they can actually have some traction. That way they can quit exactly. that job. I mean, and roll this right is like such else. a huge point. I mean, the most people like launch something. Well, here's how most people do it. They build something and then they launch something and then they discover what people think of it. And it's like, it's the exact kind of opposite sequence that I think is the smarter way to do it. You should uh, discover what people need, launch a version of it, find out if it works, and then build what is ultimately the final product. You know, and so this idea of like, uh, that we got to go in a dark room somewhere with confidentiality agreements and design something that we think someone needs and then come out with a big announcement and say, hey, here it is. And then what you find out is like, it's crickets. You know, no one is paying attention. It's it's not what people need. 
maybe you get lucky and it is what people need, but, but it's, it's like sort of on this grand scale of like reveal, you know, the big reveal. And uh, that's not actually a smart way to do this. I mean, you can do entrepreneurship in a way in which you're testing all along and building exactly to spec what it is that people need. And then there's no surprises. You know, there's like absolutely no surprises. You're like, why did you start this business? Well, I started it because I was doing this for 10 people and they all loved the way I was doing it. And they all were paying me a little bit. And I had another 10 people that wanted me to do it for them too. And I couldn't do 20 people unless I quit my job. So I, so I quit so that I could do this thing for 20 people. You know, it's like that level of knowing that is possible before you even quote unquote, you know, launch a business. And, uh, it's not, it, maybe it doesn't look as exciting. You know, it's not as fun as like a big announcement on LinkedIn that gets, you know, a hundred likes. Um, but it's the prudent way to do it. Uh, if you want to actually kind of, you know, test this stuff and, and de-risk it and, and start. And, you know, I mean, Mike, you and I have, we've done this wrong enough times to sort of know at this point what doing it right looks like. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a discipline. You got to learn it. We're going to talk about it on the de-risking episode, but man, I'm not a fan of pre-revenue anymore. I think there's some way to get traction before you even launch or go public with something, but that that's a later episode. And so in closing with this one, I guess the moral of the story, Todd, is like, if we had to sum it up, just keep your day job, whatever that job is, keep it, generate income, generate traction while you build out that third shift business, right? That side hustle, whatever you want to call it. But listen, keep that income coming in because you don't want to jump out there and be in a situation where you can't pay your rent. You can't feed yourself. Exactly. And, and now I'll you have to go one caveat back. to this, Mike, which is um, if you are, if you want to do something that's really different from what you're doing today, go get a job in the domain in which you think you want to start something. So don't view this as like, you, you know, you, you take a giant leap and then you nail it. What's the incremental next move? You know, if you work in finance and you want to do something in the nonprofit sector, join a board, go work for a nonprofit, go do a pro bono project. You know, what are you doing to sort of move your workload? You know, can you only work on non, you know, non-for-profit clients, for example? You know, may, take initiative to reshape your work, maybe get a job in the sector in which you think you want to start something. Because I'll tell you this, if you want to start a business, it, you know, you want to open a restaurant, but today you are an accountant or you're in the military or you're forward deployed and you've never worked at a restaurant, uh, that's just not helpful. You know, so my advice is like, well, if you want to open a restaurant, go work at a restaurant, go work at a restaurant in the community in which you think you want to open a restaurant, right? And that's sort of designing your own internship. And we'll talk more about this, but you don't have to stay in a job you hate, you know, maybe look at uh, taking action to get a job that's closer to the domain in which you want to ultimately start a business. And that's that's strong progress, right? Towards kind of unlocking your entrepreneurial potential. So in closing, keep that day job. And we want to hear your stories, man. Reach out to us. You can go to thirdshiftentrepreneur.com, you know, sign up for the newsletter and uh, reach out to us. We can't wait to hear you all stories. So uh, in closing today, for our listeners, be sure to subscribe to the Third Shift Entrepreneur podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever listening service you're using today. Your reviews are greatly appreciated. As mentioned, the book is available now at thirdshiftentrepreneur.com. Again, sign up for the newsletter and hear tips and pointers that will help you keep your day job while building that dream job. You can also purchase the book on Amazon, at Barnes and Nobles, and other major book outlets. Thanks for tuning in. And on the next episode, we'll be discussing the Monopoly Advantage. See you all then. Peace.